You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, about to get started up in the coming weeks here. And Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So, online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. That's the that's Jimmy intro. <laughs> yep. We stole his thing. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, that game ended exactly how it should have i mean just awful ending just you couldn't have had a worse ending to a just awful second half most everything was bad yeah but the way it ended with your two star players running into each other and limping off the court was about the worst case scenario you could ever imagine the visual was just nuts same injury same expression Hitting each other at the same time, and the two most important players on the team. Do you think you make it things, up. And they always happen in literally the last minute of the game when it's pretty much a wrap. Yeah, when this stuff happens. Yeah. It was over. One got a little jealous, and he was like, "I'm walking off too." <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of both of them saw the saw the writing on the wall at the end of the game. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play the end of this game. Here. Well, Brown definitely looked more hurt. Yeah, Brown he looked more off hurt. He was. Legs. Yeah, I think. Fingers crossed. I don't think anything happened to Tatum, really. I mean, you know, a little, you know, it hurts when you get, you know, it's like taking a hockey puck to, you know, it's like it hurts, you know. You Who knows? Who that's knows? okay. They're, well, I the know. thing is they've got the next few days. I mean, they don't play again until Wednesday, so that's that's the one silver right. lining in all this. It's not like this is the front end of a back-to-back where you pretty much know they wouldn't be able to go. So they've got a little bit of time to get healthy. But, man, the Jalen one is the one I'm really concerned about, though. Because, uh, again, he was a game-time decision coming into this game uh, with an injury that's basically what he's dealing with now. Yeah. So I'm curious if they're seriously giving some thought to shutting him down for the playoffs or playing game, whichever. Or just tank, just tank. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but the uh, Jalen's also a bit of a soccer player with these injuries too. So, like, I, I, I always want to wow. wait and see. He is. He's down on the floor. He's holding his face all the time. Like, you know, he, he's slow to get up. I don't and know. He's, he's been usually, banged up all year. He's usually fine. Yeah. I, you know, so we'll see here. Um, you know, I'm hoping that was like banging knees instead of a, an ankle tweak. 
Um, that looked well, like banging legs. I didn't yeah. see the knees hit, which is a good thing. Yeah, I honestly think like they whacked shins. Shins, yeah, no, which yeah. hurts. Yeah. Which hurts. But that's but the, like, that's it, the kind of thing that you're like, fine. You yeah, know? right, exactly. It like you, you come off the playground for a little bit and then you get you go back. You know, that's like, why they make you wear shin, shin pads in soccer because you get kicked yeah. in the shin and it freaking hurts. I'm ah, looking at the shin. replay now. Hope you guys are right. Like, like Jalen, Tatum, and uh, the Portland guy, all three, three of their feet all got like, at landed at the same spot at the same time and Jalen never cross the, the streams guys don't cross the streams we know that mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. you know just watching Jalen go off he put full weight on his leg before he decided to hop it really looks like more shin than ankle or mm-hmm. than the knee or something twisty right, right, right. sprainy you know that's best case scenario. that's where we're going with is they bumped they bumped into each other it hurt they got an ouchie and hurt, he's fine. Hurt that's legs, my that's my hurt vibe. feelings. Hurt legs yeah. and hurt feelings. We'll see you on Wednesday. That's what yeah. I'm, and that's what and I'm why doing. not leave the court after this one? Because uh, right. uh, just a real shit close to the game. Uh, and so look, I don't want to overreact to the um. One thing. Go- one other yes. player left the court too. Yeah. So that's where I wanted to start. Nice. Um, because I'm kind of confused by this. I, I want everybody else's reaction first. The whole smart situation. Mark sure. is smart. Um, you know, you know, offensive foul on Nurkic, smart with a little sack tap, technical. I guess one technical tosses you. I get it. Smart is like persecuted, and you know, um, wait, but ref- why did why did one technical toss him? I didn't understand. I don't that. know that. I don't know. I, that. They always have. Guess. They always have the, the, the It's within their. They can do to it. Get you a yeah. one or two. They can oh, toss you okay. a one. They can toss you for two. Like yeah. this is a tech, a single. Single infraction, but it was so great that I'm going to toss you out anyway. See, you know? Everyone seemed to anytime, think it was a flagrant anytime too. Anytime you, you attack the sack, they're going to toss you at this point. Uh, yeah. Anything that resembles sack, attacking attack the, sack the sack is going to get you a toss. <laughs> and, it's, and again, I, I think they did the Celtics a solid by only having one technical attack. Because yeah. they could have hit him with two and the automatic tossing, but they only hit him with one and tossed him anyway. Um, but, you know, Smart oh, yeah, wasn't having a good game even there. before that. No, he wasn't. This was a, I was a, it was a raging against Marcus Smart sort of game. And so, but here's the thing. So Twitter goes full outrage mode over um, it being an unfair ejection. That's great. You're right. It might be a little bit harsh because he's Marcus Smart. I Maybe don't hit a guy in the sack. Um, I thought he, you know, I, late in the game. You know what though? I watched I the mean, replay a few but times. It was pretty. It, it didn't. Questionable. I don't know. I mean, like, he did a, he did a pretty good job of making it seem it. like he didn't mean to. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's like, in that sense, maybe ejection was kind of like unwarranted. But in the other sense, it's Marcus Smart. He's not going to get the benefit of the doubt. He's found himself in these situations many times over the course of his career. And I think the refs are just like, yeah, you're, you're gone. He didn't even argue yeah. it. He just bombed out of That's there. what I was just about to he say. It seemed like that. Like surprised. Well, I mean, it wasn't a great acted- game for the refs, but he didn't. He was no. like, "Yeah, I did. I hit him, and I hit him in the sack." Um, <laughs> and he and he, he knows that, that whenever you do something like that, there's the there's a high probability that you're going to get tossed. So, you know, that's why I think he was just like, "Yep." He saw the screen me. coming. And was like, "Damn." Yeah, and he tried to so, fight through it, but you can't attack the sack, man. Isn't this, there this is a world? Happened. That's the thing is, so yes, maybe it was light. Maybe it's Mickey Mouse. Maybe they came down on him hard. Um, maybe don't do it. 
Yeah, that's no, it. That's yeah. that's what it comes down comes down. I mean, to. it was a foul on Nurkic, though, wasn't it? To that's, begin that's, with, so that's what makes it all right. the more strange. He was moving. He slid into that position, and they just had a hard collision there. Shouldn't uh, have had his nuts right. there. I mean, well, it was a foul on him. If he I wasn't mean, he moving his into his body it, into that position. Yeah. yeah, if he wasn't moving into it, is because that's and, and that's the thing that, that I think that's the thing that's a little bit frustrating for the Celtics is that you know Marcus, what he did was wrong, but what he did would not have happened if it wasn't for the illegal yeah. screen. I call it technical and, so, and don't eject them. That seemed like right. the answer to me. Yeah, but the, but to John's point, the refs they they this was not I, one what, of their shining the, moments. No, I, I'm thinking specifically the about the tipping that the, Tristan the, the had. Tristan, that the Tristan was so in real that time. So that was so obviously off the rim. You could yeah. see it in real time. It wasn't even close. That and the replay a showed play that they never recovered from because they would have yeah. taken a lead on that. Yeah, uh, that was a six, there, six, it was six run right after that. That was yeah. that was such a bad call. Um, yeah. And yeah, and that one hurt. But fine. Take the refs out of it. We still have to look at just late game execution again. And this mm -hmm. is so surprising, you know, with Tatum coming off a 60-point game, 24-point first half, literally couldn't miss. And then that little stretch. And as, the most amazing thing is zero turnovers in that 60-point game, which was crazy. Right. Didn't even really right. realize that until today. Um, yeah. And then that stretch there where um, – you know, just falls asleep on the mellow three, tries to force a shot, gets blocked, doesn't get back on defense, turns around looking at a ref. Powell goes and scores a layup, seven-point lead, ball game. Whole friggin' thing is condensed in those two plays. You know, that's it. It's a two-point game, and then it's a seven-point game just because of that. I was a, a massive break. I mean, you just handed the game away in 10 seconds or any shot of it. So late game execution and those breakdowns, how in the world do you leave somebody that open for a three? And that was, I'm pretty sure that's Tatum's rotation over there. He just got lost. Looked like it well, was. We talked about this like inability right? to handle adversity all season. And this game was a prime example of that happening. Yeah, they got some, some bad whistles and they got some breaks that didn't go their way, but they were still right there in the game. All you simply have to do is execute at a high level in the last two, three minutes of the game and you get the win. That's literally all you had to do. And that's literally the one thing of all the things they did late in the game, the one thing they did not do. So that that mellow three was the whole ball game right there. Obviously, yeah. Brown missed the first, uh, you know, contest on CJ the play before. I think that made it four at that point. And then Mellows was just game. Why was Romeo Langford in the game? I don't know. Defense, I guess. I'm not that, – that, that, that's like the fourth most annoying thing that happened. Yeah. Um, I guess – we know Tristan, the kind of game. I would say Tristan Thompson kind of being in the game for as long as he was in that fourth quarter, um, when they when the when they built up a seven or nine point lead, was also a little bit. Where did Neesmith go? Uh, and then Neesmith went away, and I didn't. There was a couple things late there um, that I didn't fully get. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean Evan Fournier was on fire in this game, so I understand yeah. that one in that position. And then you get a couple wings in there, I guess. But yeah. Yost had Marcus Smart going wild, jacking shots. He made a few here or there, but for a string of five, six possessions. A few is very generous. He made a few. A handful down the stretch there. I think four, two, out four of, two out of four. Total. He can't make a handful down the stretch if he makes four total. A handful is five. Can't. Is that a handful? Okay, that's a handful to you. <laughs> Two shots down the stretch. Then he rimmed out that three. Man. So that was the stretch where he really took over. 
and no one else was getting touches at that point. And I thought yeah. his distributing right. was good early, and then he was just taking those shots later. So that's the guy I probably would have pulled for a knee smith. And ultimately, he got pulled by the refs, and it was Pritchard who took a good charge. And then Pritchard came right out for Langford, and you had that miscommunication, which I don't think was on Langford, as you said, John. But again, why are you putting a guy like that who hasn't played in about three games in crunch yeah, time? Yeah, a weird spot. Um, I'm not sure what Brad was thinking there. Um, it's been happening so, all season. Yeah, some questionable <laughs> questionable stuff questionable stuff down the stretch, uh, both in terms of you know who was playing, the rotations, and then just the execution was terrible. So I, you, you're not going to fault them for being – I mean, this was a ridiculous game. I mean, I, I – you know, for the first half was about as fun as it gets with everything going in. Uh, and then Portland came out and they were still hitting in the second. The Celtics went a little bit cold uh, and, you know, and, and fell behind. But uh, all of that stuff we mentioned. turnovers. Totally yep. winnable game. Uh, turnovers for sure. You just get problem. so used to those turnovers too at this point. It's like, oh, the ball's flying out of bounds again. Just 18. bad. Really <laughs> bad ones too. I mean, really bad. Um, it's not, ones. these aren't pressure turnovers. These are just bad, bad, sloppy turnovers. You know, you're just like, you turn around and just throw it three feet to the left of a guy who was stand, standing at the three point line, like just bad, bad, bad passes forces, you know, just jamming it into places. You just absolutely don't need to, again, nothing caused by defensive pressure. Not almost none of them. Because certainly Portland, part Portland's about- not applying defensive pressure. Right. They're they're giving and- you a free run. Throwing it away against this team is is inexcusable. Yeah. I mean, this team isn't talented enough to just kind of walk out there, make mistakes, and be able to, frankly, make up for those later on. They they're killing themselves uh, more most of the time, and that is what makes me nervous about this team going into the playoffs. You know, people you know talk about oh the playoffs is a completely you know, that they need to have momentum and it, it would be great if they had momentum, but this team doesn't seem like they have the wherewithal to get their shit together for enough of a run where you can feel confident that they're going to play well in the playoffs. Um, it's crazy how this team is. Yeah. This felt I, like a, this felt like a lot of losses this season, right? This game. Yeah. yeah. Totally. That's like, that's, you know, that's that's like it could, for half. this felt like it could be the end of the season. I mean, the seven wow. games left. If if those injuries go some way, then Thanks. that's that's it. I mean, they're down to seven now in the East. It's all that Thanks excitement away. for Thanks Friday just went right back into the playing tournament. I I don't think those injuries. Again, we'll see here. I don't think uh, we'll see. I mean, I think they could go either way. It's amazing. Brown's the one I worry about. I think Tatum will be fine. Brown's the one that I think we need to keep an eye on. Well, listen, the the game. The, the game on Friday was masked. It was, we, we said it. It was a poor game from a team standpoint. It was masked by an, by an unreal all-time performance. The issues are still there, still there with this team that they were there Fridays as well. And there was, you know, some people were saying, cough, Joe Sway, that, you know, they can build around this, this game. They can build around this win. Uh, you know, this is the type of win that, you know, they can rally around Jason Tatum and just go, you know, and, and then get some momentum and go into the playoffs here. It's like, it doesn't really work that way. It was a Who really re- to Joe Sway. It was a really, really <laughs> good performance. Wow, that was needed. <laughs> Damn, Joe Sway. Yeah, Joe Sway, who's not even here to defend himself, guys. So come on, you let's, you let's, can't let's call out from come a on. Zoom from your living room, okay? Come on, come on. But the, the issues are the issues are the issues. They haven't gone. You're gonna away catch because, some shit because Tatum caught because Tatum got hot and went 60. And again, Tatum, Tatum had another another great night, you know, offensively. I no, mean, it started, started, started. 
Yeah, he, his, his second half was totally different. Yeah, every, that was like that for half. everybody. But yeah, we still have like thirty plus points. I mean, he's still giving you the points that you need, and nobody else is really stepping up. And, and I mean, Fournier, to his credit, did tonight. But there, again, you know, there there was a lot a lot to be uh, 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 asked yeah. for from others. Outside. A, sh- a shit game from a lot of starters. Bench yeah. saved them in this one. An absolute shame. so. And again, Fournier. What the Fournier thing was stunning, right? Okay, Fournier Can't looked. That guy out. Oh, Fournier looked no, like he was. This is Orlando guys, Fournier. He started to find that shot in the third quarter. No, but it wasn't night. just the shot. It was the movement. Like, he had a couple of – like, he looked – so he – even though he knocked down a shot or two or he looked a little bit more in rhythm last game, he was in molasses. He was moving so slowly. Yeah. And then this game, all of a sudden, he's it like – just more spry that drive in the lame and the fake and the crossover and the spin, you know, like just stuff. And just the way he was stepping into the shots, super confidently sidestep up fake. I mean, just, he looked like he was like two months later in his recovery from where he was, the way he was playing. I was like, Oh my God, this guy's going to, Bobby, if you saw it, I don't. I didn't see it at this all. This was after see... you guys stepped out. I was trying to do a segment, and I didn't Jimmy see and this Joe Sway were just laughing yeah. at me. Jimmy he and Joe it... Sway should apologize to you. I'm waiting. Yeah, Joe Sway called no. out. He was worried. We about did it for that. the fans. We didn't. We knew the fans didn't want to listen to Bobby go on about having Fournier in the show. So we mentioned. We mentioned they, last. They should game. apologize to you. Grant, Grant Williams came <laughs> in and hit two threes in that third quarter or second quarter, somewhere in the mid midpoint of that game. Tremont Waters hit one, but then into that third quarter. You had Fournier hitting, you know, some step back, leaning threes on either side of the court to help get that comeback going as well. And he was on a five at 32 stretch and he finally knocked down a couple of shots in a row. He might even hit a third one after that. Uh, so that was so important to me because for a guy that wasn't even close, he was able to string together a couple of shots there. And then he brought it into today. Seven straight makes in this one. It was all about shot making on the ball, what? off the ball. Fournier is a guy that I, I'm, I'm getting the sense that He's only going to be adequate defensively when he's making shots. His offense will help his defense. He's one of those guys. This was one of his better defensive games. He made multiple hustle plays on multiple possessions, something we have not seen from him at all. I don't think it's a coincidence that the night where his shot is falling just so happens to be the night where his defense actually looks decent. That – I'm – I have mixed feelings about that. I, if he's coming off my bench, which when they're at their hole is where he'll be, you can live with that. But damn, he has to be able to be engaged defensively, regardless of whether he's making shots or not. And that's my concern about him going into the playoffs. It, when he's making shots, that's great. The team is doing well. Everyone's happy. But that shouldn't be what, frankly, drives your defense. But as it turns out, that's kind of how this team has been without him. Think about Tay. I mean, think about this team. Their offense, when they're making shots, their defense is so much better. Yet when they're not making shots, their defense most nice is trash. It's a great point. Right, yeah, right. You, you saw that aggressive steal and finish that was so important in the fourth quarter after all those Huge shots play. went through for that was a that was a Marcus Smart Cobra strike sort of moment there from Fournier. Yeah. You, know, you didn't expect to it. see that. I yeah. love it. He's a guy that can kind of, depending on how many games Brown and Tate and possibly miss here, lead that offense. Take a bunch of shots, playmaker. You feel a little better about having him in there and looking capable as a mover and as a dribbler and all this different stuff. He just looked good. He looked good in multiple different facets of the offense, which is what stood out to me. He pulled up on some shots, fast break makes, a drive to the lane down the stretch of this one as well. So that's what still 
is encouraging about him and his fit with this team to me is that he can get it in a bunch of different ways. So, uh, mm. Bobby, someone, uh, someone in the chat is asking for you to analyze the defense here. Was this bad defense or good offense in the first half uh, for, for Portland? I mean, for the Celtics, you know, it, 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 really all game. So the other team puts 129 spot on you. Yeah, there was defensive breakdowns late that we talked about. But over the course of the game, was this more hot shooting or just simply not getting not challenging the shooters enough? I, I think those Nerkic dives bothered them a lot. Yeah. Those were Thompson had a tough time dealing with those. He's obviously a guy who hasn't contested well on shots above the arc and the pick and pop this year and that kind of stuff. Guys bouncing around screens. So that was the first thing. And that's what you saw happen with that Romeo Tatum exchange there. He dove down, took Rob with him. Rob wasn't able to help up top, and those guys got lost. I saw that happening throughout this game. And like you said, this was probably Tristan Thompson's worst game since his comeback from COVID. Yeah, he was yeah. bad. So he wasn't impacting the ball. I don't think Marcus Smart bothered the way he did last time. Sometimes offensively, Bobby, doesn't he look like he's 6'3 in the lane when he gets the ball and he's like about to go up with it? And you're just like, oh God, don't shoot. Don't Again, shoot. though, I'm just I'm more worried about his defense. Like, oh, come on, little guy. Kick it game. out there. Come on, buddy. Yeah, no, you you need him to be competitive defensively. I mean, he had he had he had a couple of moments as well. But yeah, that's what rounds out his game. It's just he's so, he, I, this is a you know. It's obvious, but like I don't understand why that why anyone passes him the ball. Like he should never be passed the ball, like ever, unless he's completely wide open. These dumps where he has to collect and he then takes start, a dump off as an isolation opportunity, and then he starts to do twelve up fakes, and everyone's like, "I'm just gonna block this." You he know, he kind of reminds like, me of Perk a little bit. The way he yeah. always has to go so down. So Perk would collect. And take it Go low down. and bring it down. And but but with him, he's immediately going into post up mode instead of just up and out. He can't convert anything, so he should never be past the ball. He should literally his only touches should be on offensive boards. I, I don't know why they ever they they give it to him or why he's insistent on trying to generate his own offense. It's really hard for him to. But uh, it, this it is game. It was glaring. It is, and and you know when you look what defenses do when they see the ball going to the post to Tristan, they do the same thing that we're doing. Nothing. They're not going to react. They're not going to double. They're not. They're basically their mindset is let's think about crashing the glass or get back and and, and run our offense because we're about to get this miss and we're going to be off to the races. He has to be smarter about that. Uh, and and you're not going to change how he is as a player, but damn. If you have Tatum on the floor, if you have Jalen on the floor, if you've got Fournier making shots, if you get the ball on a block, you want them to be moving so they can get open and you can get them the ball. You shouldn't be thinking about your offense because those right. guys are better at that than you are. Play let your me, role. Uh, Do your job. Let me throw a quote out at you guys right now. We were talking about Evan Fournier feeling better and starting to get it. Fournier after the game asked about how he's uh, responding to uh, – to, the aftermath of COVID. I've been feeling really weird, to be honest. I feel like I have a concussion. I feel a bit better, but it feels like everything is going too fast for me. Sometimes I struggle to focus and my depth perception is really bad right now. You see it. All right. um, like, that's, that's exactly how he looks. That's bad. That would explain yeah, that's a very lot. bad. That's how that's he yeah, Bobby just nailed it. That's how he looks out there. All so his that, shots that, are like that, coming up short. I mean, guys, slow to everything. everything. It explains what we're seeing, but that raises a million, a million more questions. How long is this going to stay? Is he ever going to get back to Orlando, you know, player that we, we remember seeing? 
Or, or is this? I mean, is, are the Celtics stuck with some some damaged goods now? Is he ever going to be able to really yeah. help and contribute the way feel, they thought he could? I feel like his bald spot has gotten bigger too. It has. I think <laughs> he, he needs to do something shave. Yeah. Is it all in? He needs to go is all it, in. Is it? Is that a COVID Just side effect? Go all in. Go all in. <laughs> he needs Come to commit over. to the bald. Sherrod, one, get, day, one day Sherrod was buddy. like, one just day Sherrod was like. I got to do it. And he just went and did it. And you know what? He looks better for it. And Fournier has to do the Look, same man, thing. Sometimes you just got to just say, forget the runway. We're just going to go with flat land. Flat land. Let's get away, get away from the runway. Flat land this bad boy. That's it, man. It's always commendable when you when you take that jump. Or, um, or go weird. the other way. It's hard not call to look Dr. at it. Call Dr. Leonard. Right? Maybe you should call Dr. Leonard. It's got to be No, no, no. Not until we get – you don't mention it until we get a sponsorship, all right? We spoke to those guys. Yeah. Okay? Oh. Zip it. Oh, well, in that case, yeah. Zip it. You don't, don't go know. there. I, don't, I never even heard of that. You don't go there until we send you there. All That's right? right. That's right. Jimmy putting all these snacks on the air. Yeah, man. No free ads. Damn. No, what Jimmy. Yeah. Right. Um, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> let's think. Let's think over this. Maybe, maybe he already is a customer. He probably already is. That's why he looks so bad. Let's think of where this team's at. Kemba Walker's hurt. The Jays are hurt to some degree. Fournier feels like he has a concussion. And Rob and Thompson are kind of out of it right now. To like, there's seven games left until the playoffs, and there's no momentum going toward it right now at all. In fact, it's just the opposite for this team. I yeah, just, I, you know I think we've kind of seen the season been written at this point. There is no we, we, such thing as thing, momentum thing, with this team, and there never has been. It is literally right. one step forward, one step back. Yeah, right. Right, and, yeah, and that's, no, that's the scary part for me about this team because they have not really put together any kind of flow or rhythm that gives you confidence that they can snap out of this. This isn't like the Lakers last year when they went into the playoffs. They lost five of their last seven regular season games. But you knew that once the playoffs rolled around, they had already their body had worked out the regular season, gave you confidence that they were going to figure this out. The Celtics, their body of work, no, not so much. They've kind of, they, I mean, they have played lately the way they played all season long. One minute you are giving them their props and giving them their flowers for an awesome, amazing effort and performance. And then we see this 18 turnovers, uh, blown opportunities at the rim. And yes, there were some bad calls that went against them, but adversity is part of the game. You know that. They have to figure out how to be, as Brad likes to say, the best version of themselves. Because right now, we don't we don't know what that is, and it, unless we're and if, we're, if we're going by what we've seen, the best and, version of them is mediocre. And this mediocre is what basketball. Sucks. This is what sucks. Is uh, I, I was my hope, uh, you know, 10, 10 games or so ago was Fournier gets back from COVID, Romeo's back, plays his way in. You know, Bari, you work him in a little bit. Um, you know, everybody's as fully healthy as they're going to be, and you might actually be. As close to, again, we keep using the same expression, the best version of yourselves, but the best version of what this team could possibly be, at least from a health standpoint and from having integrated everybody as much as you possibly could, given the fact that they haven't really played together as a full unit the entire season, and they just can't friggin' get do it. The, the, the Fournier COVID setback was friggin' huge. Now you got obliques. And this shit with the knocking knees now, it's like you can't get out of your own way with this stuff. Can we at least get two games where every single person is close to, as close to 100% as no. they could be? Impossible. And that's, it, well, it's story, so that's the story of the frustrating. season. I know, I know we'll look back on this year with a lot of gripes and 
uh, second guesses of coaching and performance and all this different stuff. But ultimately, the big overarching thing was a lack of availability. And then you look at the roster and how it was built. But this level of absence, I don't think any amount of depth was made up yes. for. I mean, the bench was pretty good today. They yeah, were. They and were. that's the thing. This team fully functional with the bench if all season long. Let's pretend this team was at full health. They never season, had full health all And they year. never did. But, let, but let's <laughs> say if they were, then the bench would have played the amount of time that the bench needed to play and we wouldn't be as mad at them, you know, and there'd be fewer Grant Williams rants and all of this and that. And they would play in roles where they actually would make the most amount of impact. And this, they would, like I said, the Celtics would walk into a four seed without even trying with full health. The reason I think there's so much frustration around this team is you look at them collectively and say, there's enough talent on this roster, but there's not enough talent on the court often enough, which has led to probably just simply being on effort has led to a ton of losses. Simply just not having enough good basketball players on the court at one time is easily a reason for five, six, seven losses this year, uh, if not more. And, and right. that's, you're right that that's a huge part of why they are where they are now in the seventh seed. Now they're in freaking play in territory. So, you know, that's, that's where yeah. you are. And how many games are left now? Seven, 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 seven. And, you, and it doesn't Wait, get any easier. How many? You... Just kidding. Seven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, seven, and, seven. And seven. you've got a couple seven. games against Miami. Who's in the same boat as you trying to avoid the play. And you've got the Knicks to end the season. They're probably going to be in that same trying to avoid playing mode. And these games are going to be hard. And if you don't have your guys engaged and understanding what's at stake, I don't know what to tell you. I, I you, you're going to be in, you're going to be in a playing game and that sucks. That well, sucks. Motiv motivation shouldn't even be a factor anymore. I mean, there, no. there's no reason these guys shouldn't be motivated for everything that's at stake. The only thing that should be in question right now is the health that we talked about. Kemba Walker missed another game. Jalen Brown was questionable, and I and who knows now. I mean, Early returns out of the locker room, just listening to Fournier talking, said that those guys didn't seem overly concerned about their injuries Yeah, I don't uh, think in, they are, but, in the locker room but after. Brown already had something going on anyway, so I don't know if he's due to, to miss a game, and that's another guy now that's uh. going to miss a game. Aaron um, Neesmith podium time, two games in a row. So the it's one, the the, magic the one player we haven't really talked about least. is Neesmith, Neesmith, and I, I wanted to mention him because we did talk about the bench, but another solid performance from him. Um, same same set type of effect, you know, all over the place. Um, got absolutely screwed on that on that goaltend. Wasn't that him? Yep. That goaltend. I don't think he was absolutely screwed, but it was close. I it was close. It was, I, I thought, I mean, that ball was completely falling out of – it was, it was that one was falling. close. Tristan was not close. Yeah, I thought Neesmith was both a 50, of them. 50. I thought both. It wasn't fifty. 50 I don't know what I'm not. Gonna yeah, it was. It was looping over, like Jimmy said. It was close. They didn't have to call it. Let's put it that again. Way. If it's a guy, like, yeah, that's a judgment call. The, the Tristan guy, one was just a bad call. I don't. That's what makes the Tristan one all the more shocking. You had a judgment call one on Neesmith, and then About a few two possessions, possessions later, before, yeah, and and, and then the then the, the, the Tristan one, which was so obviously not like seeing that the other one went went against them. You would have figured that would be reason enough not to call the Tristan one, and it didn't. That was amazing. But yeah, yeah Neesmith outstanding again, and uh, yeah. In addition to the little things, so the thing I liked most about today's game versus uh, the others, oh, man, like just the catch and shoot, quick stroke. It looked like, and I swear, didn't it feel like early in the year he got a little hitchy 
uh, with the shot. It looks much more fluid now, but his re the release just looks better and quick, and it looks like it's going to go in every freaking time. Uh, it just looks really pure right wow. now. And again, Listen no, it you. does, right? It, it. I mean, there's something about it. It just looks like he's just – It looks good. So he had, he had three of them. Yeah. Looks, he looks like a guy who knows that he can make that shot, and it's just simply – going off of muscle memory. I'm catch, I'm going to shoot, let it fly. It's going to go in. That yeah. seems to be where he's at now. Before, it was like he'd catch, he'd think about it. Yeah, I think this might go in. Right. Yeah. Should I shoot? He's, Should I do it? And then you, right. you hesitate. But he's I just love playing. That, I love that early they ran a set right off a timeout for him. That was the stuff we were begging for earlier in the year. Right. You bring him out there, get him involved. And you did it with Romeo, which I loved. They bring Romeo in and they run a set play and they get him an alley-oop and an easy bucket early to get, get him to feel like, okay, good. I'm doing something positive here. That was great. You want to involve these guys early when you get them in that we were dying for Brad to run a few sets for Neesmith when you would enter the game to let him get loose with a couple of those shots. And he almost never did. And so he's just sitting there dying, standing at the three point line and no one will pass to him and he's not moving. And he just, didn't do anything during that little audition stint that he had earlier in the year. So I love that he comes in and immediately they run him off the screen. Boom, catch, bang, knocks it down. And he was off and running. It was a great game. Yeah, a mix of yeah. those set plays around the screens. And you see that Thompson did it for him yesterday. I believe it was Rob who set him up in this one with a high screen above the line, running into it, catch and turn, shoot three. It seems to be his favorite play. And you saw him do a lot of that at Vanderbilt too. So that yeah. made it all the more shocking that they didn't put him in those positions earlier this year. I, yeah. I asked him about that pretty early in the season. He's like, eh, you can't expect a lot of plays to be set up for you as a rookie, blah, 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 blah. But it's just about best using these guys for what they're made for. It's nice to see him just hitting straight up catch and shoot threes too that, that was an area where he really struggled early in the season all of it is good um but yeah a ton of it good he's shooting 56 percent from three now in his last 23 attempts from outside so he's on that uh, red hot streak we were expecting yeah. from him at certain times this year getting to the rim as well some mid-range shots over the last three games that he's played well in and again the rebounding i don't think any of us expected him to be a high level rebounder but he's doing a game in and game out at this point. He should have been the guy off the bench when Smart got ejected. I don't understand that one. That was surprising. Actually, there's a yeah. comment here. Um, uh, somebody had asked, and I can't find it. Otherwise, I'd put it up. But kudos for mentioning it because it's interesting. Uh, start Neesmith, put Smart to the bench if Kemba was healthy. Uh, I see. Maybe. I'm just uh, throwing it out there. I'm not saying we do, do this. Uh, we, we've done this before. With Pritchard, we did it. I think we've done it with other players. I think you just let Neesmith get comfortable in the role that he's in right now. It's not like he's been doing it that long. Shooting. Oh, shooting. He can still come good. off the bench and shoot. Yeah. They still need when guys you... who can score off the bench. And so. don't forget, Brown Yeah, James you're right. If he plays really with the starters, he'll literally never touch the ball. Right. <laughs> though, I mean, his minutes recently have been with starters. The ball. Worse than that is he'll touch the ball and he'll give it right back when he's wide open. Yeah. Which right. which defeats the purpose of, of being a guy who was drafted to help space the floor when you don't shoot the ball when you're open to help space the floor. Yeah. I like you're the – come off the bench. If, if Fournier can can get back to where he was, I mean, having him and Neesmith come on, coming off the bench wouldn't be – isn't the worst, worst first two no. guys coming off. Those comments from Fournier, holy crap. Yeah, those are definitely After troubling. This game, I didn't, I would have, if I'd heard that two games ago, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. But you played fairly well today, and he's still talking around, he's walking around like he feels like he has a concussion. That's terrible.
Yeah, I still see yeah. the movement stuff. I, I really do. But um, that also yeah. the reaction the reaction time is what I was saying after last game. Uh it's bad. And again, that's not something that's probably gonna fully alleviate over the next seven games. Who knows? It could, but everyone's different, but how long do you think Tatum was in a bit of a fog? You know, about a month. month. Yeah. yeah, feels like it. Yeah, boy, he's playing now. And who knows if it was the same level of what Fournier? His his was more kind of breathing, but definitely, you know, like Fournier sounds like he's just, you know, uh, in the you know fog I'm in the so brain right now. Which right, that, um, yeah, that that the game being too fast for him or him not pace being quicker that scares the hell out of me because that's that's your game. I mean, that's right. that's why you're on the floor. You 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 have to create tempo. You have to create pace. You have to be in rhythm. And if all of that stuff is, is off kilter, it's going to throw the guys that you're playing with off kilter because they're going to expect you to do certain things in certain situations. And if, you're, if your reaction time is a clear second or two off what it normally is, that's not good for the entire team, not just you as an individual, but for the team. It's a domino effect. People in the chat saying all he needs to do is drink water. Um, to to, uh, no. TB, to flush the, the COVID 12, out, flush that guy. COVID out of his system, right? <laughs> TB twelve. He'll also avoid any future concussions if he just drinks a lot and of no water. And no sunburns, yeah, yeah. and no sunburns, head. right? For the top it, of his head, balding head. You, you actually, there's special fizzy concussion water. I think you can get from TB twelve <laughs> uh, anti-concussion water. Um, quick and just to let everybody know again, we're doing the locker room thing. Uh, Brady's we're gonna call him. We're, we're heading over there, um, you know, after this show or to continue this show and continue talking about some of the stuff we've been talking about here. Um, I'd go uh, last night on Locker Room, Sherrod. You did a show with with uh, with Max. It was correct? me, Joe Max Sway, well. Max, and uh, and and our guy Nick. It was good. Max, man. Was, we, we had Max, was, try Max was trying to get Tatum and Brown to beat some people up. I was like, wow, it's getting violent. Yes, <laughs> yes. Find a little badass in you. Um, no, they, 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 the Celtics, and, and again, it's, it's doesn't have, it's neither here nor there with tonight, but they need to get tougher. Uh, and tough doesn't mean you got to go out and kick someone's ass, but you need to be, I think, more physically and mentally tougher. We talked earlier about how mm -hmm. late in the game, they just melted. They didn't execute. You, you have to be better in those situations. They've got too many guys who've been through too many big games and in big games and have come up big in big games to be melting down the way they do in, in late game situations, the way we've seen this year. What yeah. did you see from the Shouldn't defense have. tonight? Because we were watching this game all night long, and it was the back and forth thing going on. But I was getting frustrated. Anyway, too. like come, come to, on, real quick, come to locker yeah. room after the game. Download the iOS app. We think it works <laughs> on some Android devices. Please check them out um, and come hang out with us after and uh, share some of your frustration with us. Go go ahead uh, on the defense, Sherrod. Bobby, Bobby, what are you saying, Bobby? I was saying. At some point, this back and forth, and we saw these two teams do it again. I guess everybody does it against the Blazers, but there's no defense whatsoever from the Celtics. 129 allowed, 50% from three. I never felt like there was even a stretch of good defense from Boston in this game. No, I thought early on that they allowed Portland to get really comfortable. And even when they were contesting shots, because Portland had already established a rhythm, it didn't matter. They were still knocking down shots. They have to do their dirty work early. They have to set the tone early, and we don't see that. We we don't see that defensive edge that you defense? need to have. What's that? Where's J Where's Jalen's defense at these days? That fake by CJ no. sent them into the fifth row. Oh, that was bad. That was so bad. So bad. Um, 
And that, that's another thing. I mean, their their best defenders are not setting the tone defensively. Uh, they're allowing their offense to dictate how they play defense. I mean, we see it with Tatum a lot. We see it with Jalen Brown a lot. And it's bad when your two best players are allowing their offense to set the tone. Uh, it can't be that way. They need to be more engaged in terms of shutting down their guys or at least making life as difficult as possible. I'd like to see a die for a loose ball in the first quarter. I would like to see a block or a steal leading to a layup, something that transfers defense to offense so that it can send a message not only to the opponent, but to your teammates that you're engaged at that end of the floor. And that has that's a priority because right now it's not. Some people are going to laugh at this, but it's not the whole story on defense by any means. But you just look, Tatum had that block off the glass early. No steals. Mm. That was his only block of the night. No steals are blocked from Smart. No steals are blocked from Brown. And again, that's not the whole story on defense, but you would expect one of your top three defenders to probably have a steal. We got to stop calling Jalen a top defender on the team. We have to. He's got to start actually playing. Has, has Fournier has Fournier passed him? <laughs> I don't know. What I'm saying is, I just don't think it's uh, th this idea of uh, look all all uh, look. Nobody's His reputation's ahead of where he yes, is. Yes, exactly. No one's going to question Jalen's made a leap offensively this year, and he's been an efficient scorer, and he's an integral part of the team. But every time you, people come to the defense of Jalen Brown, you're consistently talking about him as a two-way player. So when you bring him up in a hypothetical Bradley Beal trade or something like that, it was, well, Beal doesn't play defense. I got news for you. Jalen Brown at this point right now isn't really playing defense. Not the way he's supposed to be or mm -hmm. you know that he's supposedly capable of. Now, maybe it's a knee. Maybe it's the thing that's been bugging him. He's a step slow on it. I don't think so. I think it's more a matter of focus and effort um, where it's just he, he's not focusing as much in that part of his game. As Sherrod said, the offense is setting the tone for the, for, 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 for the Jays most nights as opposed to uh, starting it out with the defense. So I just don't think you can call Jalen a – sure, he's got moments where his athleticism and his effort are going to make him a, a very capable defender. It's just not consistent. Sure. And yeah. Overall, he's become very average defensively, which which is too bad because, you know, you go back and you look at just where he started with the Celtics and where he was after a year or two. And it was clear that he was trending in the direction of being an elite defender. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, as his responsibility to be more of a scorer increased, his level of defensive impact. I was going to say decreased. that. But, like, you know, so I, a shot started to fall. Yeah, but right. that's the thing. Is, to fall. Does the guys one, who guard it, their shot started to fall. Does, <laughs> right, exactly. Does one make it so you can't do the other? Or do you start to think like, no. I'm a superstar because right. I score a lot now and I am now defined by my offense and defense is for, for up-and-coming chumps that haven't made their bones yet in the NBA. And now I've made my bones because look at me, I'm an all-star and I score. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. it sounds mean, but way. it is what it is. Like you, 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 you get to no. There happens. It happens to everybody, but usually it happens later than this. In it your happens career. later. Like Kawhi Leonard isn't drawing that critical assignment now. Kawhi Leonard made his bones being a friggin' you know a, a phenomenal two way player. Later stages of his career, he's not out there chasing Tatum around when those guys play. You know that's not his assignment. Um, you know it's it's it's. You're right. You get kind of that privilege a little bit later. LeBron not locking down every single guy like he used to. LeBron used to basically say, like, who's the best player on that team? I'm going to guard him, whether it's Rondo or a center. You know, didn't matter. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, early in the career. And again, you get later stages. You don't do that as much. But this is a little – you're right. It's a little early to be kind of saying, like, I, 
I'm done with defense now, right, guys? Yeah, the thing with them and Tatum in particular. Yeah, Neesmith, you take him. Yeah. <laughs> Get, this guy's all energy. You can run around, you know? Right, exactly. Tatum in particular hasn't had those off nights, hasn't had any rest within game. So you understand his regression on that end just from the sheer amount of offense that he has to put out every single game. Brown's had a couple off nights, but he, he's legitimately hurt all year long. So that's probably hit him in some type of way. The guy we've talked about all year is smart. Like smart has increased his workload offensively, Easy, but not en- not enough to the point where <laughs> you look at the numbers still. You could be listening. Choose your words. He's like, he's like, he, he's right behind me, isn't he? <laughs> we gotta do a smart segment, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's put right up behind the- you, Bobby. Put up. <laughs> up the graphic i'm sorry if we get a phone call we get a phone call this was a bad game from smart and he's having on a string of them now too many threes not I'm enough glad you said impact. it when i say it nobody takes it seriously no but if you look back on his and we've seen this for probably six seven games in a row now starting again you thought he was uh, hurt you said oh he's probably gonna miss a game or two well that was here. That was on Friday, but back to the Warriors game, he shot 11 threes in that game, one of five the next game against Phoenix. He missed that Chicago game. Was he sick for that one? I think that was when he wasn't feeling well. Two of 10 from three against Brooklyn, three of seven against Charlotte, one of 10 against Oklahoma City, one of four against the Spurs on Friday. And then tonight he comes out and took, what, seven? Um, Three of nine. It's it's the stuff he keeps going back to on the offensive end of the floor. Shot chucking, <sighs> taking over the offense, and then the defense the suffers. chucking. It's not rhythm threes. Again, we always talk about it. Through the course of a game, of course, you swing the ball around. Marcus Smart is open. You want him to take the open shot. But late in the game, he just dribbles up and decides heat check time. You know, I'm two of eight. Let's see what I've got. And I'm just do. And just chuck one up there, and that's the one I texted you on. I was like, okay, my Marcus Rage is starting to uh, – it's rising. Like, and, and that's, again, on the Brad stuff. Like, my goodness. He had like, options to take him out tonight. He no, did. Exactly. you got to say – c- let's, let's stay within ourselves here. Like, that's not what we're out here to do. But, no, it just doesn't, you know. He goes out there, and he sees, like, all these other guys doing it. He's like, oh, cool. Right. Threes. Right. He closed. He closed the game with a turnover. He made a three. He hit a floater in the lane and then missed a twenty-seven foot footer <laughs> at one seventeen, one eleven. After CJ had made that pull up before, and they got ejected. I, this was kind of a smart game to me. Seven points, but again, this comment. How far into this career are we? Where some you talk, we need Joe People, Sway here to talk about yeah. difficult conversations. Like someone's <laughs> got to have that difficult conversation with Marcus and be like, "We love you. You are everybody loves you. You're a heart and soul guy. You, you're, you're you're invaluable member of the team. You're 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 our best playmaker at this time. Your defense is the glue that keeps us together. There are so many ways you can impact this team in a positive way. Just if you would possibly consider not chucking <laughs> ten threes a game and and." Right. It, it, thank you sincerely, everyone. You know, and that's it. Everybody it's not signs that the card. Hard. Yeah, right. We all sign the card. Please, we love you. It's your. It's great. Gift Please card stop to, doing that. You know, Dave and Buster's or something in there. You know, <laughs> he was and on a really. With it. He was on a really strong run for a while after that. 
uh, after that Charlotte win where we were where we were talking about him. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and then I don't know. Can't, again, the ejection. I don't know if he did it or not. If it was good call, bad call, but to get ejected in that spot was tough. It, oh, it was. But you know what? It, it's, it, but it was a clear representative of the kind of night he was having. I mean, yeah. the officials pretty much made official what was already happening, and that was Marcus Smart was not there, was not impacting the game. Uh, we talked about the shot chucking, and the, the, the one thing I've always been able to kind of push back on that with is that, yes, he takes a lot of bad shots. No one will ever <laughs> refute that. But what he typically does, more nice than not, <laughs> He does things that help you win games, but he's not doing as many. He's not making as many of those plays. I mean, he's taking 10, 12, you know, shot chucks and he's making one, maybe two real difference making type of plays defensively. When we're used to seeing him make five, six, seven of those. That's, that's exactly the, that's the it. issue. That's exactly that's the it issue. Is. He needs to make more of the plays that we're used to seeing him make in order yeah. to justify the free reign to shoot at will. You wash away a lot of that stuff yes. with those, not just winning plays. It's almost like, no, okay, there's nobody out here who would have made this play. Like this right. was a, a momentum altering, game saving, totally tone of the game changing play that you made. And you made a couple of them or the game needed a thing and you gave the game that thing, you know, whatever yeah. it was. He used to make them and you're right, more of them. And now it's just kind of like, Oh, that was a pretty good defensive series. Or oh, he kind of got lost on a screen there. You know, like it's not it's not happening enough. It's it's it's, right. incons it's inconsistent. Like a lot of people, a lot of inconsistent effort. And I don't yeah. know if that's a physical thing or whether that's that has something to do with the fact that the focus of this team has become more of uh, an offensive. Let's get our shot ISO type of team as opposed to one that relied so heavily on ball movement, which makes being a good defender, an elite defender like him, it makes his job a lot easier if the ball is swinging around because then the focus is on getting the best shot as opposed to let's get a shot for Tatum. Let's get a shot for Jalen. They – they, they need to figure out how to find that happy meeting between making sure those two really good scores are getting their shots. But, damn it, keep the ball moving so the other three guys on the floor are involved as well. I feel like if Marcus accepted the, like, defensive stop role, like, if, if, he, if he was cool with being more of a Tony Allen, like, he would just be that much more important to this team, I feel like. And I'm not saying better than Tony Allen overall. I know. Not as – Overall, I think he's a better player, and I think his role is such that he has to be more than Tony Allen. Tony Allen played with three freaking future Hall of Famers. I mean, you, we don't really need a whole lot when you're playing with guys. But that even when damn Tony great. Allen left in, in Memphis, I'm saying though, like he he accepted that you know he was a defensive like leader, and he was one of the best on ball defenders in the NBA. And I think Smart right. has that. He has that talent, but sometimes, you know, maybe like how it has with Jason. Uh, with Jalen Brown, sometimes his offense kind of gets in the way a little bit of of his defense, I think. And well, we that, saw that's the challenge, though, because yeah. when you talk about a guy like Tony Allen, he went somewhere where that franchise took on the identity of him, not the other way around. Here, yeah. Marcus is trying to figure out how to continue to be who he is and be authentic to who that is, knowing that the identity of this team is directly tied to Jason Tatum, directly tied to Jalen right. Brown. And yeah. he's trying to figure out even though he's the most sen you know senior player on his team he still has to get in where he fits in whereas other guys who kind of been with an organization as long as he has they kind of become the
identity and, and he's not. Yeah. Well, one of the things, um, you know, to play devil's advocate a tad on the smart stuff due to injuries um, the Kemba and, thing. Yeah. and Kemba thing and also just the uh, inconsistent play from the bench. Whether he makes them or not, Smart actually is one of the few guys who can create a shot or, mm -hmm, you right. know, and so he sometimes feels he has to. So I do think part of that is feeling like I got to do something because there's not enough people out here who will. So you do understand the moments where he does, even though the track record with the team, and I think that magic number is 13 shots and the record when he shoots over 13 or more is absolutely abysmal i don't know what the numbers are anymore and when he's under tonight. it's better but when you have both jays out there um and in this case fournier even though he's all fuzzy um there's other options you know there's, there's a bunch there's a ton of people out there knocking down shots you don't need to force them like nobody can right. miss just you know swing the ball get open looks i mean neesmith was perfect tatum was on freaking on fire you know like there, fournier was on fire you That's absolutely in this game this did not require Marcus Smart saying, like, I wonder how I'm going to do. I wonder how I'd do if I shot 10 threes. Absolutely not the right, not the right, right. game for it. It's interesting. There are, games, there are to... games where you need it, where you need it more. You need him to try because there's not a lot of people out there who can. Right. Um, I, this wasn't not, one. Yeah. I'm not saying like never shoot, but it, it's yeah. just, you know, shoot when, you know, let, let the game come to you a little bit in that sense. Don't, don't force those shots. I mean, it's the same stuff we've always been saying about it, but sometimes, and, you know, some, some games it feels like he does sort of, you know, Play, play the role that, you know, I feel like he's, you know, best suited for where he's, you know, by far like the third, fourth off, you know, option on, on the offensive side and he's doing his thing on the defensive end. But when he does start to go down the court and is looking for his shot or, you know, looking to put up a heat check or whatever you want to call it, sometimes that's when I think the team can get in a little bit of trouble. Friday, I thought he was great especially given how he looked out there. He took a charge late, a catch-and-shoot three, and he just seemed to understand that the way Tatum was rolling, he didn't even have to touch the ball. He could just go wide, space the floor, and let Tatum make those plays. Got tricky tonight because Tatum was turning the ball over a ton in that second half, and Smart was at the same time. So at that point, where do you go for ball control when Fournier's head's spinning and he's you know not seeing straight out there with the depth perception? You definitely don't want him doing it. Yep. So with no Kemba... Smart kind of had to step into that role tonight, and it's not great, but it's what he not had great. to do. Well, let's talk you know what, also. Though? Go ahead, Jimmy. I was gonna say. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I think I think you know Marcus Smart was you know four fourteen pretty rough, but I thought Jalen Brown offensively was just as bad. That's so. where I was going. Four C oh, okay. McGee. Yeah. The last two games, he's been horrendous um, shooting. Just like. I mean, what was he, and what was for, he and forcing it and contested Six for shots. And then yeah. the last game, he was five for 24. So you're 11 for 48 or whatever it is. 40, I'm not, but what was he 46. like the five games before that, though? I know. Well, that's the thing. The two absolutely games, two games before that, he was unreal. Yeah. yeah absolutely. So it's just like, it's, yeah. it's a little, he's it's a just love. I mean, it's just basketball averaging out. I mean, Jalen's going to have two or three bad. But the, again, the, the thing about Jalen Brown that even when he has a game like this where he just kind of – he sucks shooting the rock, let's be honest. He still found other ways to make an imprint on the game. He had 11 rebounds. Uh, and, and when I think about the Celtics and guys who have a really hot streak shooting the ball, on those nights when they're not – when shots aren't falling, what else are you giving me? Are you giving right. me something else that can at least take my attention off the fact that you can't hit the wide side of a barn tonight? And he's one of those guys that does that. Uh, that's 
that was my issue with Fournier when he wasn't making shots. He was getting torched defensively. He wasn't making shots. And at that <laughs> point, you're just a warm body in high tops running up and down a damn court. You are giving me no value. <laughs> it's, now, it's mostly low tops these days, uh, Sherrod. Right. But when you're Jalen, <laughs> the ass. one thing Jalen has <laughs> – the one thing Jalen has and can do different than these other guys when they go cold, different than Marcus Smart, different than a Fournier, is beat people off the dribble and get to the friggin' basket. And so he's relying on a lot of lot of contested shots. A lot of the threes were like pull-ups with people in his face. You know, like it wasn't um, you know, weren't a lot of rhythm shots tonight, and he wasn't aggressive enough trying to trying to take it places. Um, so that's to me is when when it's not falling, you always have that option. Like, ah, oh, screw it. I'm just going to go. Um, and, uh, you know, last couple of games, I feel like he's just kind of chucking a little bit. Agreed. Yeah. So, but, but if you go back and you look at the games where he had those big scoring nights, he does a lot of he shots. Makes shots. Then too. He makes was, a lot of these yeah, shots. I mean, that, yeah. Yeah. What was the injury that he was questionable My, with? I forget. Ankle. 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 So I'm wondering if, if he's trying to – if he's a just – Kind of maybe avoiding that sort of contact, maybe you know, that, that type of a drive, and could be. Wanna, you know, sometimes players might tend to settle for the shot as opposed to taking the contact yeah, but and potentially. He didn't settle for any more shot. shots than he normally does, Jimmy. Even when he's been healthy. I mean, th- these are these as as Bobby. Unfortunately, this is part of his. This is part of his playlist. <laughs> these are the shots he's going to take, healthy or not healthy. Um, Right. He's got to be, he, but he's got to be better defensively and on the. I mean, he did a decent job on the boards, but his defense was, and, and we talked about this earlier. His defense has to be better. Uh, this is a guy just a couple of years ago that was trending towards really being a top-notch, upper-shelf, elite defender, and he's just not bringing that. That for me, if if you want to, if you want to have a knock against Jalen Brown, because I don't think there are many. I think he's a a really complete player, his defense and the steps he's taking back at that end of the floor, that stands out. It does. You also just wish he could get on the ball more. Another game like this where he's mm-hmm. out on the perimeter waiting for it to come to him when he is a guy he has shown at this point in his career that he can get on it and do a lot of stuff with it. But there's just certain yeah. games where if Smart's going to be dominating it the way he did and Tatum deservedly so after his first half that he had, you want the ball in his hands. It's just not enough balls at certain points for everybody to get the amount of touches and time and shots that they want. And again, I think he got the amount of shots that he wanted here, but were they the quality shots? Were they the good looks? Was he able to take advantage of the kind of threat that he can be on that side of the floor? For Jalen, I don't know how many ways and amount of times we can say it. There's going to be games where he has the ball a ton, and then there's going to be games where we're screaming that he doesn't have it enough. And it's just going to continue, it feels like, with this construction of the team. He's, t- he's taken quite a few shots the last two games, just hasn't hasn't really fallen for him. Uh, Jason Tatum talked after the game. He seems fine. Did not give an update on Jalen, but he just said that they did kind of just knock legs. Um, so, again, hoping that that's all that it is. What but I think it is, too. Tatum is saying he's pretty sure he'll be fine. He sees how he wakes up over it. But, again, um, usually if you're doing a post-game press conference and, you know, you're that's talking good. about it, you usually – Feel pretty good. Contusion, would like say. to see Jalen in there, right? Um, would like to hear something more definitive on Brown that it's just kind of a bump, not a not a not some sort of sprain or you know exaggerating a previous injury, but nothing yet. Um, again, I want to tell people. Actually, uh, we're going to be heading over in a little bit. We're going to do the locker room thing. We'll put the link in the chat, uh, guys. Any other leftovers from this game? 
uh, you wanted to talk about before we move it up, move it over from this game. What do you think you know, of the Blazers? Bobby? What do we wait, 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 wait. Sorry. I, I have one. What what are we what are we doing now? Wait. Some days we start Tristan, some days we start Rob. Is that the thing? Yeah, I didn't understand the What are we doing there? Yeah. I th- I, I thought know. Rob was the starter. Yeah, what, what's what what are we doing? It was the Nurkic thing, I guess. Rob had a little trouble in this matchup time, uh, last time with the it high screen action, especially when they were going way up with Lord and doing that do thing. We have to do this every time. Like, yes, didn't work but, though. Yeah, it didn't work. Do we have to do it every time? You know, it, you, you we've reached a point of clarity and understanding with Rob that the good outweighs the bad, right? So, mm-hmm. yes, there are some. We matchups. beat it into everybody, but yes. We've all, so we've Rob, all that. I, uh, Brad rather had said they have an understanding of what their playoff rotations look like. He said this a couple times the last two weeks. If When they're fully healthy, we know what we're going to look like in terms of rotations. We have a great idea of that. As far as center goes, if they're swapping back and forth and the minutes are in flux the way they seem to be here, I don't know if that's necessarily true because it felt like Rob had the upper hand and Thompson was going to be playing that complimentary role with Grant that was actually looking pretty no, good back there. They're dead even now, and Grant is uh, on a milk carton. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't think the rotations are set for the playoffs. Certainly not. Especially well, if he's still no. mixing in Romeo at this point. Well, yeah, well, we did again. Uh, it's, it is the third straight game where you have you, – he's stuck with the same players. Romeo being the one – difference um tonight where he did get 14 minutes i think minutes. that was a little bit because brown was maybe a little banged up a little and they needed an extra body or whatever could be but. yeah yeah um but yeah he got some run here i actually don't i actually do think romeo still has a chance to get some minutes um but parker uh, again yeah it's pretty much an eight eight parker ojale grant um gone parker's and, gone parker's gone too bad <laughs> just like that you 25 know? points in those we first say three that, games. But then... We say that, but we've been saying that about player X all year, and then they just show up out of nowhere. But that's the point. It, it feels like... He could be this is Gerald Green, a guy that was seemingly buried on a bench, and then for whatever reason, Brad feels good about them throws and throws him. them out there, and they play amazing. Remember Gerald Green a couple years ago in that Chicago Bull series uh, where he got the start, move. which – Yeah. Yeah. It was... I could see Parker, you know, at some point becoming a prominent player off the bench – for a game, for a game, not a series, not a stretch, right. but a game. And that's that's okay because if adding him to your roster, if he can help you in one game in the playoffs, you've gotten your money's worth. Well, the Neesmith emergence here is really going to cut into Parker Parker's minutes if Neesmith can keep it up. I mean, that isn't yeah. Well, that's my – that's my des- There's only so many minutes that are, are going to go around. That was my desire here, and I think you guys agreed here – that they should build on this Neesmith thing, ride some ups and downs here, fully integrate him, play him these final seven games and prepare him to be part of that playoff rotation. You don't want to see them just loosely align themselves with this rotation now. And then the second it gets bad for Neesmith, try some other things and get away with that in the postseason because it does feel like Neesmith's the best fit with a lot of these different lineups. To do He's in right spacing. now. He's not yeah. going anywhere. I really do. I think he's. I, I mean, even there. if he starts missing shots when he's out on the floor, the fact that he plays so damn hard consistently, uh, he's an energy guy. And when you hear Tatum and Brown and all these other folks talk about, you know, him and what he means to them, 
it's hard for me to imagine him having a couple of rough stretches where he's missing shots. Brad will all of a sudden say, nah, we're going to go back to Grant. Um, I just don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I think, I think we've seen it too many times that he's, he, he, he's willing to do that. He's willing to try a bunch of different things, especially come playoff time. Like you said, that Chicago series is the greatest example of Sherrod. They had a plan for two games, wasn't working at all. And at that point you kind of have to blow things up, but right. that's his approach. He's going to try everything. He's going to pull guys up from the bottom of that bench. And like you said about Parker, it wouldn't be surprising to see him bounce back into the equation if they get down big in a game. Um, I'm interested to see how they approach the Orlando game, though, because Orlando is not going to put a lot of resistance out there. They sat almost everybody for the Detroit game today. Yeah, uh, well, you can lose well, any of these teams, games. We've them, learned that Oklahoma now, right? City, all those teams are trying to align themselves as best they can for the lottery. They, they're not trying to do anything even remotely close to winning. And we, yeah. you, you saw what happened to, to Oklahoma City when they played wow. Indiana? Yeah. Unreal. They had the same. It was the same game plan that they have for the Celtics. We're going to give you everything you want. All you got to do is make open shots. Yeah, if you show up, it's like signing your name to the SATs. That's literally all you have to do. You <laughs> yeah. know, yeah. I'll give you a free two hundred points if you want. You know, just <laughs> walk in, sign your name. You know, and you can yeah, have whatever you right. want. You walk out with a I win. Mean, Sabonis so had a freaking double double in the first half. They oh, shot like sixty five percent as a team for the game. Yeah. 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 Bobby, uh, our right. guy, our guy, mm-hmm. O'Shea had a double double. Uh, we're going to do this. Thing. Up. It's, it's a school night. It's Sunday. We're going to do this thing. We're going to go over to the locker room, uh, hang for a few minutes with you guys. So come on over. Um, yeah. The room is open. So um, somebody drop it in the chat now if you haven't already. Uh, and come hang out and share your thoughts. Uh, among the things we're talking about, Marcus Smart to the bench. I don't know. People are talking. Bobby, are you putting up Cornette comments? Yes, I am. <laughs> I saw it and I couldn't. I couldn't Who gave that. you control? You wait till I leave. That is perfect. Um, anyway, it's an idea. Uh, I know. I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, uh, seven games left. You know, what is everybody thinking here? Um, you know, it's. I don't know. Let's let let's see. Let's head out. Let's head the over Hornets there. The Hornets have ball back now, so I mean, that's a team that's got a little bit more. A little more firepower behind him than they than they did when you played. My him. God, that guy, he's unreal, huh? The highlights. He had, a, he had another one tonight. Yeah, you know what I'm really getting sick of is the Hornets announcers. Like, just chill, buddy. Just, just. No, I love my down guy. He's fired up. It. It's They're too much. Enjoying that year. It's That's a little the best. too much. This is the best season in Bobcats, and this is the Bobcats it's, here history. It's Ten to twenty percent too much. It's you can achieve the same goal. Much. If you just dialed it back a little bit, I love the energy, but it feels manufactured. He's self-aware. Yeah. We'll see how these final seven games go. It might start being more worth watching them than the Celtics. And it's kind of trended them that way They're this fun year. To watch. They're yeah, fun they should to be watch. on national TV more. They're my favorite team. If you gotta if you gotta get league pass, you I gotta do what you gotta far. do. <laughs> They're up there. They're fun they to, are fun to, to watch. watch. That feels like the way this is going. If you guys had to predict at this point, aren't you thinking playing Charlotte, Boston? Gotta happen. Is that a matchup? If you're going to be in a play-in. That feels like where this is going. Well, yeah. that means the Pacers or, or the Wizards would get in. My no, they'll Pacers. be in 10. And uh, Washington will get that 10 spot. It would be seven Celtics, eight Charlotte. 
Oh, I yeah. think way, they're I mean, gonna play each you other. You have to lose. You, you have to lose twice to not make the tournament. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If right, you're the right. Celtics. If you end yeah. up in that seven or eight seed, yeah, you have yeah. to lose twice. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know, otherwise you're is in. Possible. Which is, uh, I mean, if the Celtics have proven, they can lose to anyone. So, um, all right, uh, room's starting to fill up a little bit, so I'm going to head over. Bobby's going to talk Cornette with Jimmy for the next five to ten minutes. Um, <laughs> We're doing five minutes. We're doing five minutes. Five minutes and head over. And let's all let's right. let's wrap this one up early Glad tonight. To text we- you again. No, I'm no, good. Bobby's I got it. here. Bobby's oh. in control. All right, good, good, good. All right, good. we're out. All right, come join us. Come was, join us. Come join us. Who's his? Get out of here, boomers. All right, well, let us take some questions. I got yeah, nothing on Cornette. Right yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, well, <laughs> other than the fact that he's back to just not playing again, I mean, I guess that was a little surprising, just because I thought that he has been effective. I feel like. If in a game like this where Thompson's struggling immensely, that's exactly maybe it, yeah. go for a change of pace there, mix things up. That's what that's what the old Brad would do. I have a piece coming tomorrow. Isn't that what Jimmy. coaching is? Isn't yeah. that what coaching is? Like, I have something's a... not working. Just throw this out there. You have the power. He's the only guy in the world that has the power to just try this. Yeah, it's especially a, why, at center. Why not I, just try it? That's what center is to him as a coach. Mix things up, matchups. One guy's not going, shift to another guy. Like, nothing set in stone, especially if that's the way he's handling the rotation, as it seems to be. We're going to start Thompson on uh, Wednesday. We're going to start Rob on Friday. And then we're going to start Thompson again on Sunday. Um, I don't know. Beats me. But you're going to be surprised, Jimmy. I have a, I won't say scathing piece on Brad, but probably scathing by my standards. I've obviously been one of his biggest supporters. I dove into his full season. Mm. of nitpicking things that have worked, haven't worked, and just sort of hashed out. If if you feel like hire, hiring or firing him, rather, here's the evidence. And if, if you think it might work going forward, here's some other evidence to that because there's certainly some excuses he's had to work with as well here. Um, but overall, I think there's a lot to look at when it comes to his season and say – that at the very least, the things you would expect from a Brad Stevens team, three-point defense. I mean, they gave a 50% three-point shooting to Portland tonight. Uh, passing, uh, you know. Turnovers. Pace. Yeah, shooting a bunch of threes, which wasn't always the case this season. I know it's the case now, but I, I don't know. All this stuff starts, just doesn't look like a starts, Stevens The rotations, team. the substitutions. There's a lot of stuff. Listen, when when you when you limp into the into the playoffs as the as the play-in game, if you're even lucky enough to, you know, they should be thanking their lucky stars that there even is a play-in game this year because they, <laughs> we could be talking about them missing the playoffs, which is just unacceptable, right? So when when you have that type of a season, everything needs to be looked at. Every person needs to be looked at and criticized and critiqued, and the exit interviews can't be pretty. Put it that way, and that includes Danny Ainge too. I'm I'm not saying anything drastic or crazy but everyone needs to take a look at themselves and say you know i you know i need to be better or this is what i could have done better should have done better because this has been a painful season and i know a lot of it has to do with injuries and covid and it's been a tough year for everybody but on top of that it's been a a disappointing season just because of the way some of these games have gone in in the game like the in the game swings the the lack of moment you know the lack of effort you see out there a lot of times the the inability to string together wins and to ride any sort of momentum outside of, you know, a single game. Those are the stuff that frustrates you. And those are the reasons why a lot of people are down in this team heading into the playoffs and don't think that they have what it takes to even get out of the first round. 
I'm just baffled by the defense tonight. Again, I, I asked Rudd, was there any resistance I mean, all game long? I know, but score, you would right. expect a few stretches. The last time they, they obviously won the last game on April 12th there, Smart held Lillard to 1-5 in that game, and they legitimately clamped down a little bit down the stretch to grab that win. There was no stretch like that here tonight. Right. No, I agree. There, and again, was... I'm looking at the um, defensive rating. So obviously this awful stretch they've been on started with that Nets loss uh, last Friday. You look at some of these defensive ratings. Smart, 116. Brown, 119. Thompson, 122. Tatum, 124. Kemba, I guess it was just one game, mm -hmm. 138. Yeah. They're getting lit up on defense again. Yep, they are. So they there you are. have it. I mean, it's freaking 71 points at halftime. I mean, like, you can't just yeah. expect to go shot for shot with these guys. And that's not... another Brad thing. Brad's teams have all been good on defense. Right. This is probably his worst one yet. They've and... all worked. They've all worked harder on that end. Yeah. So all eyes are on Brad tomorrow. That, that piece will be out in Celtics blog. Nice. And uh, we will be back on Wednesday here on the Celtics postgame show against the Orlando Magic. It's a road trip. Jimmy's taking that night off, right? Uh, TBD. Um, i got to see if I can move a few things around if I can. But if I can't, then yeah, I might. I'm sure, I'm sure, you'll, be, <laughs> I'm sure you'll be trying hard to make the Magic <laughs> game. Um, yeah, that's true. It's not the, not the greatest matchup. And then what is Fri it? Uh, Friday's the Bulls. Bulls. And then they get Heat back. Then that back. Heat series starts, Seven which games is going to be so important. And the thing is, like, if they like go four and three into the playoffs, like, what is that? Like, that's no, that's not going to change any opinions of them. That's not going to change their own opinions really of themselves. I feel like, and like, just going to limp into the playoffs. Like, you got to. This is the time where you have the the hot teams play well going into the playoffs. What happened to the Heat? They caught, you know, they caught fire in the bubble and they rode it all the way to the into the NBA finals. Like, you got to find some sort of spark and 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 ride something out here. And this. Win one, lose one. Win two, lose one. Like it's just not gonna, it's not gonna do anything for you. Yeah, and it's gonna be even harder to string that together if some guys are out here. It looks like Tatum will be fine. Brown, less clear. We'll see on that. Brown, anyway. Kemba with this oblique. We'll see what that's all about. If it's just giving him rest, maybe more than anything, hopefully. Well, that's the thing too. Remember when he ran off the court on Sunday? Yep. And we were like, oh god, here we go. He came back. But if yeah. he never came back and then he missed four straight games, we'd be freaking out. Yeah, I know. I, I don't get I don't get too crazy over like the oblique stuff just because it's not like a lower body or it's you know, it's nothing like that. But it's a it's a strain and it, it could certainly be something that bothers him when he, you know, because he's a guy that twists and turns his way to the hoop and I'm sure that, that can affect him. Um so yeah, I don't know the type of recovery in, in, involved there, but I don't see that being something you know, like a high ankle sprain type injury where it's going to be out for multiple weeks because of it. But what the hell do I know? I don't know anything. So here's the magic. No Michael Carter-Williams, no James Ennis, no Fultz, no Jonathan Isaac, no Chumo KK, no Otto Porter, and no Terrence Ross. That's how they're coming at it on Wednesday. They are going for that number one they pick. Literally nobody. They're Celtics just – they can't even – lose this game if they really wanted to. <laughs> you just got to stop be, Wendell Carter. This would be next level, a next-level loss for them. Although, Final boss-level loss. Did you see Cole Anthony's game winner? He's got a, he's got a pair of those this year. So they have been able to win in spite of this. Was that last night? 
I think that was a uh, Friday, Saturday. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Last night. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big shot. He was hyped. They Good beat Memphis. All right. Nick's in the Good chat. I see him. We'll be heading over to locker room. So he's going to have to join us there. If he wants to hear us continue to chat on this. I uh, you know what my question is going to be for locker room. Uh, is Tatum and Brown going to be all NBA this year? Because obviously Tatum's gone on like a big run at this end of this year. And you look at his numbers, they are uh, going to be... Mm. Oh, I right think at... Tatum definitely is going to make one of those teams. I and that's a big one, but... that's a big impact on his contract. He gets a ginormous boost. I don't know what the exact number is. I'll take that really? over to the locker room. I feel room. like that should have been like something that they assumed would happen at some point. It's something to do with the Supermax. If oh, you... oh, oh I, yeah, 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 you're right. If you make a certain NBA team, you're, you qualify for that. Next and this would be contract. multiple NBA all NBA teams for him now after last year. Uh, I thought so you meant it was like built into this contract. The next like one that. that's coming up next year. So tax implications for Wick, that tax tryout, it might not even have to be one. I Tatum, <laughs> Tatum might be the sign it for them. Yeah, I think Tatum's on his way to one of those teams. I don't think Brown makes one of them at this rate, anyways, but we'll see. So this is uh this guy here apparently has the number 193 compared to I don't know, something that's a little less. Brown also just had an incentive tonight as well. Um, he just got a million-dollar bump this year from 58 games played um, as well as the All-Star appearance. So he hit his incentive. He just made himself an extra one, two million bucks tonight. Wow. Uh, so those guys Not are earning bad. their money. Not a bad night. So, yeah. We will see on t Brown. Next two days are off. We're back on Wednesday. Probably be a practice in there or something. So Wow, a rare practice. Hopefully they can learn something. <laughs> we are in the locker room. We will see you over there. And uh, make sure you subscribe to the Garden Report podcast as well as the Celtics postgame podcast where you can hear this and the locker room version respectively. We'll see you on Wednesday.